Welcome to the teaching ministry of The Cause Church. We pray you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Last week we started a series called Strong Faith in Uncertain Times. Strong Faith in Uncertain Times. And we looked at Hebrews chapter 11, which is often called the Hall of Faith. Title of my message was Faith That Pleases God faith that pleases God. Today we're going to look at one of the most famous stories in all of the Bible. It actually, might actually be the most famous story. In fact, even if you don't go to church, even if you don't know the Lord, you've probably heard of this story of David and Goliath. The title of, of my message today is Faith That Kills Giants. Faith That Kills Giants. 11.30, you're going to help me preach this morning. If you get quiet, I'm gonna preach longer and then you're gonna miss the start of the Niners-Cowboys game. Come on. Faith that kills giants. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We honor you. God, even if we've heard this story hundreds of times, some of us have, give us fresh revelation. Speak to us today. Lord, ignite faith in our hearts like never before. That we'd bring honor and glory to your name. Your name above every name, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray. If you agree, say amen. Amen, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, you can follow along on the screen. This is where we are all, uh, all message, 1 Samuel 17. I'll read scripture from my notes. To give you a little bit of context and background, Saul had been anointed the first king of Israel. He is, uh, he is with the Israelite army, God's chosen people, the Israelites. He's with the Israelite army. And the Bible says they're on one side of a mountain, and there's a valley, and then there's a mountain on the other side. On the other side is the Philistine army, Israel's arch enemies, their arch rivals, if you will. And the Philistines send out a champion named Goliath, who literally was a giant. Bible says he was nine feet, nine inches tall. His coat of mail, his coat of armor weighed 126 pounds. Sometimes back then, armies would send out, they called it a champion. They would send out their strongest warrior. So one champion would come out from one army, another champion would come out from another army. And instead of the two armies battling each other and you know a lot of men dying, Whichever champion won, then they won the battle. And so this is where we pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 8. Then he, referring to Goliath, stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Another translation says they were terrified and lost all hope. Another translation says they were deeply shaken. 
Today we would say they were scared to death and they were shook. <laughs> Every single one of us faces giants in our lives. My question to you is, what are you gonna do when you face a giant? What are you gonna do when you face a giant? Are you gonna hide in fear? Or are you gonna fight in faith? Are you a giant cowerer? <laughs> or are you a giant killer? What is a giant? Well, here's my definition based on this story in the Bible scripture. A giant is any seemingly impossible obstacle or challenge that stands in the way of God's plan and purpose for your life and causes you to be afraid. Fear is one of the main strategies of the enemy, of the devil. Fear keeps you stuck. Fear prevents you from moving forward into what God has for your life. Fear keeps you from fighting giants. In my opinion, fear has multiplied at an exponential rate the last two years in our entire world. Since the introduction of COVID, I have never seen people as afraid as I've ever seen in my lifetime. I, I saw a headline the other day, the Orange County Register. It said, chaos and stress grow as virus explodes. <laughs> By the way, no matter what your political persuasion is, most media outlets are fear-based. You know why? Because fear puts money in their pocket. I'll say one other thing. In my opinion, I think there is a demonic, hellish spirit of fear that is attached with this COVID virus. I'll leave it there. What are you afraid of in your life right now? What giant are you facing? Just like Goliath had a name, every giant has a name. Here are the names of some giants that we face. It might be fear, fear itself, low self-esteem, discouragement, depression, anxiety, grief. That's a giant I'm facing right now. Anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, sickness, COVID, cancer, infertility, debt, marital problems, recovering from a divorce, lost spouses or children who don't know the Lord, alcoholism, drug addiction, pornography and lust, eating disorders, other kinds of addictions, like Taco Bell, I don't know what it is, but you can't just ignore giants and hope they go away. They don't and they won't. Verse 16 says, and the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. Some of you have been facing the same giant in your life for 40 days. Some of you for 40 weeks. Some of you for 40 months. Some of you for 40 years. Giants don't back down and go away. The only way to get rid of giants is to kill them, to defeat them like the Dodgers did to the San Francisco Giants in the playoffs last year. Come on, somebody. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> David had already been anointed the next king of Israel, 1 Samuel 16. God says, I have found a man after my own heart. His name is David. He had already been anointed king, even though Saul was still king, but this giant was standing in the way of God's plan and purpose for his life. Because if Goliath won 
and the Israelites were defeated, they would have to serve the Philistines and David wouldn't be king of of the Israelites. Men and women, do you realize that God has a great plan and purpose for your life? Come on, do do you realize that? If you don't, I'm telling you right now, Jeremiah 29, 11, one of the great promises in the Bible, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has a great plan and purpose for your life, but guess what? You're gonna have to kill some giants to get there. (laughs) We're gonna look at the rest of this story. I'm gonna read a lot of the Bible this morning. Is that okay? Okay. I don't care if it's not, I'm gonna do it anyways. (laughs) I wanna give you seven seven faith principles from David so you can face and kill any giant in your life so you can become a giant killer. Number one is this, giant killers fight not just for themselves but for their family and for future generations, Josh and Christine. Giant killers fight not just for themselves, Kristen, right, I'm sorry, sorry about that. Giant killers fight not just for themselves but for future generations. Goliath said if I prevail against him and kill him, then kill your champion, then you shall be our servants and serve us. In other words, Goliath said, I'm gonna kill you and then I'm coming after your family. Listen, one of the reasons that you need to defeat giants in your life, it's not just for you, it's for your spouse, it's for your children, it's for your grandchildren, it's for your great-grandchildren, it's for future generations that you won't meet in this lifetime, but you'll meet in eternity. Some of you come from families, you're the first Christian in your family. Your parents weren't Christians, and there are some giants that they had in their life that were passed down to you. Some of you came from a good family, but your parents didn't have enough faith to fight those giants, and so now you're fighting them right now. Listen, some of you, your dad, your mom, your grandpa, they were all depressed. They were suicidal, and you're facing that same giant right now. Some of you, your grandpa, your 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 great-grandpa, were alcoholics, and you're battling alcohol right now. That's a giant you need to kill, men and women, so that's not passed down. Some of you come from everybody in your family's divorce. Nobody has a good family. That's a giant that you need to kill for your kids. That's good preaching, John. All right, good. I'm going to pat myself on the back. You need to have the boldness, the courage, and strong Strong faith to kill giants in your life so your kids don't have to. Let's go down to verse 23. David's father sends David, Jesse, his dad's name is Jesse, sends David to take some food to David's three oldest brothers who are part of the Israelite army. By the way, David obeys. David had been anointed king 15 years old. He was 15 and anointed king, still obeying and submitted to his dad. David goes to the battlefield, battle lines. He hears and sees what is going on with Goliath. Verse 23. Then as he, referring to David, talked with them, that's talking about the soldiers. There was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, have you seen this man? who has come up, surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. That sounds pretty good. (laughs) And then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine? and takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy 
defy the armies of the living God. Number two, giant killers have a different perspective. Giant killers have a different perspective. David heard the same things that the army had heard for 40 days. He saw the same giant that they had seen for 40 days, and yet their perspectives were completely different. Because the Israelites saw and heard with fear, David saw and heard with faith. Have you noticed, by the way, isn't it interesting? It's frustrating, it's angering, it is kind of hilarious at times that two people can see and hear the exact same things and have two totally different perspectives. Come on, if you're married, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you better watch yourself, Mark. You don't want to get in trouble. Listen, guys, I, husbands, I bet your idea of romance is a little bit different than your wife's. All right, I'm, I didn't get it in amen. I didn't expect it. You're smart. I'll just leave that right there. Often there's a difference between facts and truth. And sometimes we look at a situation and all we look at is the facts, but we forget about the truth or we ignore it. Faith is never ever denying the facts of a giant. Faith is believing that God is greater than the giant. Facts say Goliath is massive, nine feet, nine inches tall. I've never seen a, a human being that big before. Who can possibly defeat him? Truth says who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Facts say, I've tried rehab several times and I still fall back into addiction. What's the point? I'll never get free. Truth says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released and that the oppressed will be set free. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Chris? I'm gonna have you testify sometime up here. Facts say, you have cancer. Nothing we can do. Truth says, and truth says that I am the Lord who heals you. Facts say, my dad died. I'm overwhelmed with grief. Maybe I should just go crawl into a cave or something. But truth says, I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. If the facts of the giant don't line up with the truth of God's word, which one are you going to believe? choice is yours. Verse 28, now Eliab, his oldest brother, David's oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? <laughs> I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? Can't you just see an older brother picking on his youngest brother, just mocking him? What are you doing here, you little punk? Get out of here. And then David says, is there not a cause? Number three, giant killers focus on bringing God glory. Giant killers focus, they have their eyes set and fixed on bringing God glory. The reward for killing Goliath was huge. The king would make him rich. The king would give him his daughter as his, as his wife. The king would allow him to live tax-free for the rest of his life. But as you read the story, David is not motivated by any material thing that an er his earthly king could give him. He was only motivated to, and moved to action because of his heavenly king. That's why he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Is there not a cause? 
By the way, there's a lot of causes you could choose to live for in this life, but there is only one cause that really, really matters and makes an eternal difference, and that's the cause of Jesus Christ. John chapter 18, verse 37. David was focused on the Lord and bringing him glory. The word glory, mean, it's kabod in, in Hebrew. It means, it means weightiness. It means honor and majesty. And he was angered. David was angered in his spirit. And he was offended and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he's been, he's been out here for 40 days mocking you? Who is this? By the way, uncircumcised Philistine was Old Testament cussing. I'm serious. I mean, there was not a, a worse insult than calling somebody uncircumcised if you were Hebrew or Jew at that time. You call them uncircumcised, it's like it's on right now. You know why? Because for, for the Israelites, circumcision was a sign that they belonged to God. It was a sign that they were God's covenant chosen people. I'm not gonna talk about circumcision, don't get too, too nervous, but, but when, when, when Israelite males were born, on the eighth day, they were circumcised. David is basically saying, when I was eight days old as a little baby, I was more powerful than this giant, than this ugly, godless, toothless giant. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Only God deserves the glory. By the way, God is glorified when giants fall in your life. Because then you can testify and give him praise and thanks and honor and glory that he deserves. You could say something like, I had stage four cancer and the doctors gave me no hope, but here I am healed and whole today. Our marriage was on the brink of divorce, but God resurrected it and brought us together. I was homeless and on drugs and God saved me and pulled me out of that darkness and changed my life. I used to be a Raiders fan, but I saw the light. Come on, somebody. By the way, every single one of those things I've heard people say in church, including the Raiders fan thing. I had somebody come up to me after 8.30 and said, I did used to be a Raiders fan, but now I'm a Bucks fan, which is just as bad, I think. But anyways, the word gets back to King Saul that David is willing to fight Goliath. And so, so David is brought before Saul, and, and this is what he says, verse 33. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. Number four, giant killers silence negative voices. Giant killers silence negative voices. They ignore the haters. I already told you, David was about 15, 16 years old at this time. His own king doubted him. His oldest brother disapproved of him. Goliath tried to discourage him. At the battle lines, there was not one voice that spoke faith. Everyone spoke fear except David. I'm gonna get up in, in your, some of your business right now. The reason that some of you are stuck in your life right now and that you're not killing the giants in your life is because you're connected to the wrong people and you're listening to the wrong voices. The voices in your life, you, you have people around you that are telling you things like this. You're not smart enough, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You can't go to college. Nobody in our family goes to college. You can't do that career. It's never gonna change. You're always gonna be like that. You're always gonna be, you're no good. What are you still doing with that loser? You gotta divorce that guy. He's terrible, get rid of him. Listening to, to the voice of the enemy saying things like, God doesn't really love you. 
That Bible stuff, that's all a bunch of phony baloney. He doesn't really love you. You're, you're, you're a hypocrite. You show up in church, pretend like you're a goody two-shoe. If they only knew what you were still doing, they would kick you out of the church. God can't heal you. And so you're listening to negative voices of doubt and disapproval and discouragement. And God has called you to be a giant killer, but some of you are hanging out with giant losers. And the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. You become who you hang around. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You meet, some of you need to go home today. You need to block some numbers from your phone. You need to delete some contacts from your phone. You need to unfollow some people on social media. Nobody's saying amen, that's all right, it's true. David refused to listen to the negative voices. He, David had learned how to silence the voice of the enemy and listen to the voice of the Lord. Which voice is loudest in your life, men and women? Who has the loudest voice in your life? You need to learn how to doubt your doubts and feed your faith. My dad used to say that all the time. Doubt your doubts and feed your faith. Tell somebody next to you, tell them that. Say, doubt your doubts and feed your faith. Come on, tell them. Doubt your doubts and feed your faith. Tell the the person next to you, I'm serious. Say, you look like a giant killer to me. Come on, tell somebody. You look like a giant killer to me. Listen, if you're gonna learn how to doubt your doubts and feed your faith, this is where it starts. It is the word of God. This, God's voice in his word, this needs to become the loudest voice in your life if you're gonna kill some giants. Verse 34, but David said to Saul, your servant, listen to this, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear, a lion or a bear, came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Number five, giant killers use trials and tests as training. Giant killers use trials and tests as training. Most people, if you were a shepherd and a lion or bear came out of nowhere and grabbed one of your sheep, you would be thinking, I'm glad that wasn't me, and at least I got 99 more. David loved and cared for every single one of those sheep so much that he left the 99 and he went after that lion and killed it. He went after that bear and killed it. Do you know that the Lord does the same thing for you and I, by the way? Read Luke chapter 15. It says that God leaves his flock, the 99, to go after the one. That you matter so much to God. God loves you so much that he pursues you relentlessly for your entire life. He does anything and everything he can to draw you into relationship with him. Listen, men and women, God had given David victory in the past and so it gave him faith for the future. When you remember all that God has done, all the miracles he's done in your life, all the stuff that he's pulled you out of, how he's saved you, how he's rescued you, when you remember those things, those trials and tests, you see that as training, then you realize I can face and defeat any giant with God's help. Saturday, January 15th, 2000. Faith Community Church in West Covina, the church I grew up in. My grandpa Chuck, my dad's dad, 
who was my hero. I was super close with my grandpa, loved my grandpa, 69 years old, just finished baptizing people in the church service, Faith's 20th anniversary celebration, first celebration service of the weekend. My grandpa baptizes several people, comes and sits down on the front row after worship. I was right next to him. And my grandpa had a massive heart attack and died in church. My grandpa to this day is still the only person I know who's died in church, which is exactly, by the way, where he would have wanted to die or on a baseball field because he loved baseball. Graduated to heaven. was 20 years old at the time. At the time, I've lived a blessed life, but at the time, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. That was tough. That was hard. But I remember that God saw me through. He saw me through that grief. And if he saw me through that, he's gonna see me through this right now with my dad. He's gonna, he's gonna see me through because he's faithful. Because I remember <laughs> trials and tests are training. David speaks to Saul. Finally, Saul kind of gives in because David's the only one willing to fight. <laughs> Saul says, all right, basically, go ahead and go for it. Good luck. You know, like, <laughs> that's not gonna happen. He actually gives David his own armor. He says, well, if you're gonna fight the giant, here's my armor. David puts it on. So it doesn't fit. Uncomfortable, awkward. David says, I, 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 don't, I haven't tested these. I don't need these. Gives it back to him. And then listen to this, verse 40. If this doesn't stir something in your spirit, you ought to check your pulse. Listen to this, verse 40. Then David took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and he put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Verse 44, you can read the other verses. Goliath was insulted that they would send what he considered a little boy. Goliath says, am I a dog that you send out this little boy to fight me? So Goliath mocks him. Verse 44, and the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Number six, giant killers take action and trust God to do the impossible. All of the Israelites ran away in fear from Goliath. David ran towards him in faith. The name of the giant was Goliath, 
but the name of the Lord is greater than any giant. Goliath's trust was in his sword. David's trust was in the Lord. Faith is always a partnership with God. Faith is always a partnership with God. You do your part, and then God does his part. Come on, I'm gonna, you need to understand this. I'm gonna say it one more time. Faith is always a partnership with God. You do your part, and then God does his part. David said, I will strike you. And he also said, and the Lord will deliver you. Basically, David was saying, God, I'm gonna use my sling, but you better guide this stone. <laughs> this guy's already angry. He's gonna be real mad if I miss him. If you're gonna kill the giants that you're facing in your life, you have to trust God, but you also have to fight. You have to take action. James chapter two, verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Men and women, what action do you need to take right now to face and fight the giant in your life? Maybe you need to pray and fast the next seven days with us. Maybe you need to start reading and memorizing and confessing scripture every single day. Maybe you need to forgive someone who's hurt you. Maybe you need to go to Christian counseling. Maybe you need to break up with your knucklehead boyfriend or girlfriend who is pulling you away from the things of God. Maybe you need to confess your secret private sin to somebody, take it out of the darkness and bring it into the light so it can lose its power over your life. Maybe you need to join a connect group and make some good Christian friends who are gonna speak faith into your life. Maybe you need to start going to celebrate recovery on Friday nights to overcome your hurts and hangups and habits. Come on, what action do you need to take? And Rick Warren says this, when you do all that God tells you to do, he does what you can't do. God often asks you to do the impossible to stretch your faith. You need to pray and then you need to obey. In fact, close your eyes right now. We're We'll be done in a minute, but just close your eyes. I want you to ask the Lord in your heart, God, show me right now what action I need to take to defeat the giants in my life. Verse 50, so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and he struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran, I love this, just picture this in your mind. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine. Can you imagine both armies just saw what happened Goliath was already dead at that point. David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, referring to Goliath's sword. Imagine how big that sword was. And he drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. <laughs> and when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Number seven, last principle is this, giant killers exercise authority over the enemy. Giant killers exercise authority over the enemy. Goliath was already dead, 
And I love it. David ran over there, stood over him, grabbed his own sword, cut off his head. Imagine how big Goliath's head was, by the way. Honestly, that thing was probably heavy. Picks it up and holds it up. You know what happens? Read the rest of the story. The, the, the Philistines flee. The Israelites shout with a mighty shout. You got to believe that now all of a sudden there was some courage and some faith in them. And they pursue and they overcome all of the Philistines. By the way, I think this is, this to me is kind of funny. David took Goliath's head with them. He put it in his tent. He took it to Jerusalem and then he presented it to Saul. It was a trophy. You know why? You know why? Heads in the Bible represent authority. That's why the Bible says Jesus is the head of the church and we are his body. He's the authority. We're under his authority. That's why it says in Ephesians 5, the husband is the head of the wife. The men, it, the spiritual authority, that's what it means. The spiritual authority is on us to lead our wives and our children. It's on us. And so what David did when he removed the head of the giant is that he removed the authority of the enemy. Jesus said, listen to this, Jesus told us in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, look, I have given you I have given you, that's me and you, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. That's referring to Satan, the devil. Not some of the, the, the power, over all the power of the enemy. Men and women, you have authority over the enemy. And you need to tell the enemy, you need to tell the devil, you have no authority in my life. You have no authority over me. You have no authority in my marriage. You have no authority in my family. You have no authority in my children. You have no authority in my business. You have no authority in my finances. You have no authority in my body and in my health. You have no authority in my mind. You have no authority in my emotions. You have no authority in my future. Get out! You need to learn how to take the spiritual power and authority that Jesus has given to you. Jesus has crushed the head of the enemy and he's put it under his feet and he's put it under your feet and my feet. James chapter four, verse seven says, therefore submit to God. In other words, come under his authority, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Not he might, he will flee from you. Listen, hell cannot win if you choose to fight. But if you refuse and you let that giant stay there, it's not going away. No giant you're facing has any authority over you. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Nothing is impossible for God. The battle is the Lord's and he has given this giant into your hands. You have authority and power over every giant. You are more than a conqueror through Christ who loves you. So take up men and women, the shield of faith and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and face that giant in your life. Run towards it in faith. Take action and fight in Jesus' name. You're a giant killer. You're a giant killer. Come on, somebody. You're a giant killer. Put your stuff down and stand to your feet, if you would. Put your stuff down and stand to your feet with me. <laughs> there, is, there is power in our words, the Bible says. There is power in confession. There is power in speaking scripture over your life. There is, there is spiritual authority, men and women, in your words. So I'm gonna invite you to do something, and whether you do it or not, that's up to you, but I wanna invite you to do something in response to this message this morning, is that on the count of three, 
I want you to shout, not just whisper. I want you to shout, I am a giant killer. I am a giant killer. I want you to shout that on the count of three. One, two, three. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you with eyes of faith, with eyes of faith, I want you to picture that giant in your life, in your family, whatever it is, however you picture that. And I want you to picture that giant falling, being defeated and falling in the name of Jesus, killing, slaying that giant right now. I'm gonna pray and then Rebecca's gonna lead us in a, in a song that you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy. I want you to worship the Lord. Come on, if you want to right now, as a sign of victory, as a sign of surrender, as a sign of faith, would you lift up your hands in this place in the presence of God this morning? Presence of God is here. Father, we come right now and we declare in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every name, there is no other name more powerful. Lord, we speak to every giant and we command to fall. Lord, we take action Lord, we are gonna be giant killers. Father, we speak to that giant of depression and we command it to fall right now in Jesus' name. We speak to that giant of anorexia and we command it to fall right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to that giant of COVID. Lord, those of us that have friends that are on ventilators, Lord, we speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to cancer and we command it to leave every sick body. We speak health and wholeness in the name of Jesus. I speak to marital strife and discord and unforgiveness. And Father, we speak life. We speak resurrection. We speak strong and healthy marriages. We speak to every giant and we command every giant to fall and bow at the name of Jesus right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's worship the Lord this morning. Thanks for listening to this message from The Cause Church. For more information about The Cause or for further resources, visit our website, thecause.cc or call 714-255-0930.